Hey everybody, welcome back to Cheese Man Kiki. I'm Stacy. And I'm Corrine. And if this is your first time here, hey, hi, nice to meet you. If you are a returning listener, then as always, thank you <laughs> for coming back. <laughs> um, and before we get started, you know, our normal disclaimers that our podcast is for shits and giggles. Nothing in this podcast is legal advice. And all of our claims are alleged. We repeat, this is not legal advice. These are not our professional opinions. and should not be relied on as legal advice or consultation. And uh, us opining on a case or um, you or anybody else suggested should not be taken as legal advice, legal advice or consultation either. So with all that disclaimed, very inarticulately, <laughs> let's get into it. So... Again, welcome back, y'all. It has been uh, a, a month, uh, a very crazy, hectic end of December to me. Um, Happy New Year. Oh, wow. It's it's the first podcast of 2023. Yeah. <laughs> so Happy New Year. Um, I'm still kind of recovering from COVID. I have a cough, so sorry about that. Um if you hear me like hacking up a lung, but <laughs> I guess we'll just start off with our docket rundown today. Our like title case is going to be um, Ricky about Ricky Martin in one of his recent legal situations. But for the docket rundown, we wanted to catch you all up on the Tory Lanez case, AKA the Megan Thee Stallion shooting case. Tory Lanez um, is a rapper who was accused of shooting Megan Thee Stallion multiple times in her feet. And he recently just um, went to trial on it. And so we wanted and we, to, and we have two other episodes covering it. So you should go check them out if you haven't already. Yes, it will make more sense for one um, and help us with our view. Um, it's episode three is the first one. The next one, the, I might change the title at some point, but right now it's currently called Update um, State of California versus Tory Lanes. So if you haven't caught up on that, do go catch up on that real quick. So if you haven't caught up on that, um, you should probably leave now and do that because what I'm about to say makes no sense because I wanted to just say, oops, my bad. Last time I said that Tory was Jamaican. I said that his name was very much giving Jamaican Daystar Peterson, but Tory is not Jamaican. It appears that Tory is of Bayesian in Caraco descent. Child, I meant to look up where Caraco was, but I didn't and I don't know. But apparently his mom was from Caraco and his dad is from Barbados. He was raised in Canada. It seems like for a little bit in the US that he went back to Canada um, and pretty much his all of his formative years were spent in Canada, um, Brampton, Canada. So, yeah, he's not Jamaican. Sorry to even put that on you, Jamaican. My Jamaican homegirl was like, no, we reject that. Don't put that on us. <laughs> Tristan, don't want Tori. She was like, Tori's Bayesian. I was like, no, he's not. He's definitely Jamaican. Then I looked it up and I was like, oh, shit, he is Bayesian. And she was like, oh, that's funny because I was just playing. Like, I, I thought he was Jamaican, too. Anyways, he belongs <laughs> to Rihanna and ASAP Rocky. <laughs> so, after we left you all, the defense in the Tory Lanez trial, the defense had a key witness take the stand. And it seemed like this witness went completely rogue. Because um, again, the defense is Tory Lanez people, right? His attorneys. And right. so the, the witness was named Sean Kelly. And uh, 
this person, Sean Kelly, he was called by the defense. And we we, we assume, right, we pre- presumed <laughs> that he was going to, you know, support the defense's argument that Tory was not the shooter. That's why he was the defense's witness. And we thought we were going to say he didn't see Tori with the gun that night, blah, 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 because Sean Kelly um, was like a neighbor in the neighborhood and he was able to mm-hmm. see the altercation from his window. So <laughs> it starts off and Tori's attorney asked Mr. Kelly, did you see the shorter guy with the gun in his hand? And the witness responded, Yes. <laughs> it's like oh, and I believe that one of the reporters said that Tory's um, attorneys tried to take this witness as hostile, but the judge wouldn't let him because yes, I saw that. Yes, I don't think they were expecting this to be due testimony. How you didn't expect that? How you did not plan for that? I don't know, but yes, child. So now Kelly's affirmative statement that he has seen Tory with the gun or he has saw the shorter guy with the gun. FYI, I think um, Tory Lanez is about 5'7", which is fairly short for a guy. Um, Megan Thee Stallion is the 5'9", and her friend, I believe, is about 5'4". Um, and so apparently he was able to identify Tory as the shorter guy. Hmm. And so before he made this statement right this statement had followed him giving details about the night in question and he said that he woke up to noise outside of his window and he saw two girls engaged in a violent fight and uh, kelly says that he believes that one of those girls fired the gun first now when he talks from the because right we're not looking at a transcript right from like the court records we're just listening to reporters report right and so this person, Sean Kelly, he always just says the girl. He's never like Megan or Kelsey, right? Because there's two girls. It's just the girls, the shorter guy. So it's kind of not clear sometimes, right? But the girls, we're assuming are Kelsey and Megan, are engaged in a fight. Now remember, both Kelsey and Megan both said that they did not have a fight that night. Kelsey said at most we probably bumped into each other, but mm-hmm. we didn't have a fight. Um, and the defense is saying that they had a fight la- that night, and that's why Kelsey shot her. So this defense witness saying that there was a violent fight that two girls were engaged in is important to to the case. And so he sees these girls fighting out of his window and he says that sometime during this altercation, he saw what he believed was the girl firing a gun first. He said he saw a big flash occur that was near the girl, um, close enough to where he thought she fired it. And uh, that at that same moment or close to it, he saw the guy get out of the car, the shorter guy get out of the car. And after that, there, and again, it's not that clear, right? Because I'm, I'm reading yeah. other people's recountings. I'm not reading the transcript. So I don't know how clear I am on the order, especially because a lot of these people are, they're, um, they're writing this in real time via tweets. And sometimes it's hard to follow tweets. And, but it seems to be that there, there's a fight, there's a flash, which he thought was fireworks, but we know was a gunshot that he thought he saw coming from the girl. Then it seems like Tori gets out of the car and then they all start fighting. 
right? So at first it's the girls fighting, and then it's um, Tori fighting both of the girls and hurling expletives at them. Um, the Sean Kelly saying Tori is very agitated. He's clearly upset. Um, and at some point, then Tori has the gun, but he said he never saw him take the gun from Kelsey. But all of a sudden now Tori has a gun and he sees four or five big flashes come from Tori's direction towards one of the girls um, who we assume would only be Megan because she's the only one with bullet fragments in her. Yeah. So again, Sean Kelly is saying clearly that he saw Tori Lanes shoot one of the girls that night. And uh, yeah, that's a that's a wild story. That is that's strange. <laughs> and honestly, I'm condensing it. It was he was an interesting witness. But right, because it's so it seems like at some point there's there's a fight, there's a gunshot, then Tori gets out, there's another fight. But then yeah. also when I read it, there seemed to be a fight, a gunshot from what he says is a girl. Tori gets out the car around the same time and then starts firing um, shots as well. And there doesn't seem to be a break in between where there's another fight. So it's not clear. And I'll, I'll talk later why it's important for me to like kind of get that clarification. But um, we'll, we'll come back to that. Okay. And so he says that he sees, again, flashes come from a guy um, about four or five times. And then there's a girl limping who's eventually crawling on the ground and kicking her legs in the air. He also says that he believes that the, the two other people who weren't shot at, they began to beat up on that girl. And that mm. um, there was also this other story about a fourth girl. I'm telling you, like, I think Sean may have been high that night, allegedly. <laughs> Don't come to me behind <laughs> I'm a Megan fan, and like his testimony helped Megan, but I think in some places it also helped Tori. If for no yeah. other reason, then like it's kind of like, wait, what are you talking about? And so it just kind of makes him seem a tad bit unreliable. Um, right, but yeah, adamant that he saw the short guy shoot the gun. Mm-hmm. But at one point, he believes that there was um, another girl who comes in, but nobody's quite sure what he's talking about. Nobody has ever attested to there being another girl. <laughs> And I put that to the side. Um, and uh, so this testimony, right, uh, had Tory fans kind of just like up in arms defending Tory, saying this is proof that Kelsey shot Meg. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah, sure. Maybe it's proof Kelsey shot her first. But Kelly's testimony didn't clear Tory of shooting Megan at all. The witness said the dude fired the gun four or five times. That's yeah. Tori. So even if Kelly, sorry, not Kelly, even if Kelsey did shoot first, that doesn't change the fact that Tori also shot her. <laughs> and yeah. if they both shot her, I feel like Megan would have just said, like, well, well, I'm not seeing the motive in lying. You could have just said they both shot you. Yes, yeah. And so I, I think we talked about that a little bit last time is like, what would Megan gain by protecting Kelsey and that I don't feel like she would especially after there was drama and um between them after and they don't really get along now that I could totally see her just you know Mm -hmm. um (coughs) saying that Kelsey was like an accomplice to it but yeah in this in this like story that you just told right it's like Kelly saying oh it seemed like a girl shot a gun near another girl and then but when the guy shot four or five times, 
then the girl likely megan was limping and crawling so right the kit the case is like did he shoot her and you know um and and cause her injury basically right and so his testimony is basically saying that 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 did happen right because it could have been that well yeah kelsey shot a gun but it didn't injure megan and so that's still not the issue at hand but there was it certainly, was also certainly not what the prosecutors have charged um daystar peterson with <laughs> aka tori lanes so, oh, oh by the way after i after i said tori lanas last time i kept saying it oh my god <laughs> friends i'm like something's wrong with me but I, although this was like our second episode on do kareen was like so yeah tori lannis and i was like <laughs> lanes like she was like oh <laughs> just like who lannis like okay girl <laughs> i'm sorry that was too funny to not bring up <laughs> okay, we digress. Going back to you. So, yes. So, another thing about Mr. Kelly's testimony that is kind of like, uh, huh, is that he also says that the girl who shot the gun first fired into the car. Not at Megan. He says that he saw the girl and it seemed like she fired into the car. Also, mind you, he's not saying he saw in these people shoot the gun or he saw he's not saying he saw the girl shoot the gun. He's saying he saw a flash that seemed to come from the girl. And he thought mm. that that flash went in the direction towards the car. But there's absolutely no evidence whatsoever that a gun was fired into the vehicle. And the shooting was also caught on audio. So I believe from what I saw online the audio clearly you hear five shots being fired and only five shots. And they, it seemed that people were saying they were fairly consecutive. Um, but I, I, to my knowledge, they haven't released the, the, the audio of the shooting. So I can't tell you what I think of it, but um, it seems that if the, he saw Tori shoot four or five times, um, the audio in the physical evidence isn't presenting that there was an additional shot from somebody else into the car because there's no damage in the car. They also said that they only found five casings. Um, mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I feel like you could still kind of, I mean, I don't know. I feel like the defense could, th- there's some arguments in there to be made. But the big uh, the big thing for um, Megan supporters was, our, you know, not Megan supporters per se, but one of the big things was just like, what are you, again, talking about Sean Kelly kind of being a bit unreliable. It's like, like, wait, what? Who shot into the car? And like, there was no evidence of any gun being shot into the car whatsoever the audio didn't seem to capture this like first and separate shot from everything else and Mm -hmm. there's no damage to the car so it's like what are you talking about but like I said I think he might have been off a little something that night (laughs) and uh yeah so all of this together it still just doesn't seem like there's any definitive proof witness testimony or otherwise that Kelsey shot Megan first or that she shot a gun at all. But there seems to be unequivocal witness statements that Tori shot the gun. Um, In fact, I believe he says at one time that he was shooting everywhere, talking about Tori. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, he said the short guy was firing everywhere. It appeared they were trying to kill the other girl. And so, so for me, I think given the timing of the flash that this witness is saying that he saw, right? And it's not clear to me how much time passed between when he saw this first flash and Tori exited the vehicle until the next flash. But I feel that they happened fairly, from what I read, it seemed they happened fairly close in time. And so I think what happened is because when it all started, Megan said he was in the car, like he, he, he was hanging out of the window and uh-huh. he shot at her. So uh-huh. I think Tori shot the gun from inside the car. And I think maybe there was a commotion. The girl, like Kelsey, maybe she was arguing with Megan or trying to get Megan back in the car. That's the thing, too. Sometimes when your friend is drunk, like, it seems like they were drunk. Megan, Megan got pissed because her and Tori were arguing. She gets out the car. I could see me being drunk, being like, bitch, get your ass back in the car. Like, let's go home. I'm tired. I'm drunk. I want McDonald's. Like, what yeah. are you doing? Like, girl, fuck him. Get back in the car so we can go home. And your friend is drunk and mad. And it's like, no, I'm not getting in the car. I'm not getting in the yeah, car. So yeah. the argument, it could have been about something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, but it seems like maybe they were arguing. Maybe Tori is in the background cussing them out. Maybe they hear the gun cock or something like that. Or she sees the look on Megan's face and Kelsey turns around to face Tori. And then Tori fires that first shot from the car and so because Kelsey had turned around I'm this is complete conjecture y'all like this is just me (laughs) theorizing about what I think may have happened right um so because him and Megan or Megan and Kelsey were arguing if Kelsey had turned around to face the car and then the gunshot was fired that could have been what caused it to seem like oh the girl fired the gun first because this girl turned around to face the car and then you see this big flash of light which we know yeah. turned out to be a gunshot. And so you think, oh, the girl fired the, sh- the shot first. Because then it seems that shortly after that shot, Tori gets out of the car. And then sometime after that, the witness clearly sees Tori Lanes shooting the gun four or five times, shooting everywhere at the other girl. So I yeah. think that he was in the car, shot the gun, got out of the car, continued to shoot the gun, but once Tori made the efforts, the gesture to get out of the car and the witness could see that now he's like, um, now he's clearly associating these bangs, these flashes of light with Tori. But the first one, he didn't because Tori was still in the car. He didn't see him. You see what I'm trying to say? I feel like I'm not articulating yeah. it that no, well. But I- no, I get it. Yeah. And then the other thing is, I feel like, so this guy was like, I was reading the witness. He had a balcony and he was watching it from a balcony and I feel like if it's dark out at night like you're not gonna see in which hand you know the gun is in so it's like complete conjecture of him too to be like I saw um a flash come from the girl to like another girl right it's just like it's it's I what you're saying makes a lot more sense to me and makes sense with the other witness statements that he um, he shot from the car and then got out and continued to shoot. Um, right. And plus, so. also, remember, like, this guy at first thought they were firecrackers. Like, did you think they were throwing firecrackers at each other, sir? <laughs> like, what? Did- <laughs> I get that he lives in some rich neighborhood in Beverly Hills. Also, speaking of him on his balcony, what I found funny is, like, 
dude, like you really sat here and watched this whole thing before you caught the police. And then he said he was scared for his son. So he called his son into his room. But listen, if your room is giving you this clear bird eye <laughs> view of what's happening and people are shooting firecrackers at each other and you're scared for your son's safety why would you call your son into the room where you can clearly see the violence right therefore I'm assuming you can clearly see it you're in more the line of danger of getting like a straight bullet or something right like yeah if I can see it enough to tell you this person shot then and then this person shot there and then they did this and they did that like I clearly am like I, they can probably see me as well as I can see them probably. And so like, I can be, I can get caught up in the line of fire or I can be in danger somehow. Maybe they see me looking, you don't know who these people is. They could be gang members, mafia, who know, right? Like they might see you and then start shooting at you. So why would you call your son into the danger zone? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I think dude was just off it that night because what? Had one like, too many edibles. Right? Like, wouldn't you leave your room and, like, grab your son and go somewhere else? Like, get into the bathtub, hit the floor. Like, white folks don't know when you hear gunshots, you drop to the floor. Like, he heard gunshots and got up. Like, he heard gunshots and got up and went to see what was happening. (laughs) He either super privileged or he really from the hood and did was not pressed. He was like, oh, what's going on? Like, (laughs) he heard the gunshots and was like, let me grab the popcorn. Like, let me take down notes. Like, what the? That's what I'm saying. Like, he's an interesting character. And I was very scared that this testimony was going to seem very backwards to people. And... um, um, that the jury was going to choose not to convict. I was um, very concerned about that. I'm also concerned about what will happen on appeal. Like, will you know, will they be like, there was no, I mean, I don't know. I don't do criminal law, but I feel like, you know, something to the effect of like, I don't know, just like dude's testimony was so off the wall. Ain't no way you can, you know, you could convict, you could, um, a, a reasonable jury or whatever could like convict on this. Um, but I don't know. That's not that's not legalese. So don't don't quote me. But I'm just I'm scared about what's gonna happen on the page. But yeah, so that's what I think happened. That's pretty much the bulk of Sean Kelly's testimony. If you want a good play by play, you can check out. Her name is also Megan, but it's the Megan with an H in it. So I think it's like M E G H A N, giving real Irish, you know. So I think it's like it's a Megan. Cunis, like C-U-N-I-F-F. She's with Law and Crime. Um, her tweets give like a really, they seem to give a really good breakdown. Um, but again, without the transcript, I, I can't judge how good her breakdown is. Her retelling of the story is if I don't have the transcript. But um, a lot of people were using her as a source for this trial. She had a hashtag because her name is Megan, right? So it's Megan the Stallion. And so they called her Megan the Reporter and she was trending mm. <laughs> at the same time when Megan and Tori were trending. So wow. go check her stuff out and drop a comment or, you know, come to our Instagram if I completely bastardize something or y'all listen to it and you want to, there's something you all want to opine on a little bit more as well. Come to our comments. We be there bored waiting for y'all to talk to us. So come through <laughs> um, real quick. So then just to, you know, give y'all the rundown. It's like, this is weird. Cause this is not normally how we do these cases. So like, I thought like we're reporting in like real time. And so like, I'm not a newscaster, but I feel like I need to like give y'all like the step-by-step of our, like the, like the full view of what happened, a few, a full retelling. Cause I really don't want it to seem like 
I mean, I am biased towards Megan, right? When I tell the story, I'm trying to tell you guys like what happened, um, you know, impartially as possible. And at least mm-hmm. when I am, am being partial to tell you guys I am. So I just want to tell you about some of the other people who took the stand as well. So there was this one person, I think his name is uh, Eric Culberson. But he's known as, I think, EJ King online. He's a celebrity stylist. And he was also the former stylist and former friend of Megan. And he was testifying for the defense. And pretty much he was there. I don't know if he was a character witness per se, because I don't know if character witness was even like admissible at this point. But he was there to testify that Megan is aggressive. Now, also, I just want to, you know, give some background. This is not my, my like, um, neck of the woods anymore, really. But um, the whole theme, right, that's been happening, even before the shooting happened, right, um, is that, like, but definitely after the shooting, is that Megan is, like, this big Black woman who's, like, threatening and scary, mm-hmm. right? Being 5'9 for a girl is, you know, fairly tall, um, Megan's also like actually thick, like not thick from the surgical office where you're low key still super skinny. You were just given a whole bunch of ass, you know, <laughs> yeah. but like you're a very like small framed person. Like you can tell from the body type, like yeah. Kim Kardashian and Chloe, you know, like even Chloe's yeah. tall, right? But, like their, their frames look very small and, 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 and skinny. Um, yeah. Megan's body is not built like that. Although she's by no means fat in the black community at all like she is categorically like the body that most men fantasize about mm-hmm. but i think it's the it's the like, the fact that it's actually like an actual body and not one made in a factory that fits like your like problematic views and desires of like this skinny petite woman but with all these curves that naturally women that size tend to not even have it's like they, mm-hmm. they want that type of image nowadays. And Megan is not that version of thick. I feel like I'm not articulating this well. But anyway, <laughs> it's Megan's size, I think, combined with the fact that she's not light skinned. Um, and also combined with even though all of that, these men want to dislike her. They want her to not be as confident, to not be as, you know, talk about, you know, sex in the way she does. Like she just she shouldn't be like a confident sexual being because these men don't view her as being worthy, as being a worthy woman based off her body type. Um, but then at the same time, compound that with the fact that they still want to fuck her. Like, they're still attracted to her, too. So now they want to watch her. They want to look at her. But they do it and they have to, like, talk shit and try. It's almost like a like a slave master. Like, you out here, although rape is a lot of times way more deeper than just the sex act, right? But bear with me. Like you know, like this, this slave master who hates were ugly whores and, you know, close to, closely related to a chimpanzee, the lowest on the totem pole, but you're raping your slaves every other night. You know, like, how are you engaging in a sex act with something that you find to be unhuman and unattractive? Like you hate it, but you're also still engaging in sex with it. Although of course you're engaging in sex with them as an act of violence, but you see what I'm trying to say? It's like, that's yeah. like the relationship with Megan where it's like you you're mad and you like you try to make it seem like she's ugly and repulsive, but you're also obsessed with her and attracted to her. Mm-hmm. And it's like this weird like vitriol. It's just it's, it's like a, somebody with, you know, who was better educated on these subject matters of race and sexism and misogynoir could articulate it better. But mm-hmm. I just I, I feel like that's a lot that's going on. And so 
all of that to say that this is the whole kind of theme that you see people talking about with Megan. She's this big, black, loud woman who, you know, beat up, beats up on men. She Even like when it first happened, they were saying like Megan was beating up on Tori um, and Tori had to defend himself. He's a small guy. He's a little guy. He had to defend himself. Then they were trying to say she had beat up a past boyfriend. So I remember like she had like called the boyfriend on live being like, did I ever beat you up? Did I ever put my hands on you? Will you tell these people I ain't never fucking touched you? Like that's been the whole thing with her. So yeah. bringing this EJ King in, that's what the defense is trying to like touch upon and trigger the jury with. And mm -hmm. so um, he comes in and he does testify that Megan can be aggressive when drunk. So can I. Um, and uh, th this I thought was funny. It was just like men being men. Because EJ King is a man. The defense, the defense att attorneys are men. Sorry, men. But the defense is like clearly trying to use this witness, right? To show that Meg is like this violent fight starter who uh -huh. may have attacked Tori or Kelsey first. Um, and so the attorney asked him like, have you ever seen Megan or Kelsey with a gun? or talk about guns and he's like no but he mentions <laughs> he didn't I, I wasn't there I don't know how he said it but in my head that's how he said it and he's like no but then he mentions that sometimes you know Megan you know um when she doesn't have security again when this like international at least national starlet doesn't yeah. have her security team with her when she doesn't have her security team with her and she has to go out sometimes her and Kelsey Megan and Kelsey would wait for it they would carry a mace and taser dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and I'm like of course like this is my I, I'm adding all of this to it but this is just how I feel like it was in the courtroom Especially because EJ was just like a hot ass mess. Like he like had like this whole video of him coming out of the courtroom to Law and Order um, soundtrack music. Like oh my God. Was extra. So I just like his testimony was extra as hell too. And in my head, I'm just like, um, sir, every girl about the age of 15 is carrying mace and tasers because we have to live in a world with your sex and y'all be wilding. Mm -hmm. Like most fathers, that's one of the first things they get their girls. Like when they go to high school and they go to college, they get them keychain mace or those little like kitty cat yeah. eye gouger thingies. Like, so it's just like you're trying to make her seem like this aggressive, dangerous person who does what every other single fucking woman does when they leave the house, especially yep. when you're a famous fucking star without your security. I'm surprised she's not toting a gun. I will be fuck some mace and a taser. I'm making the stallion, bitch. I'm walking out with a Glock loaded, ready to bust. You feel me? Don't look at me for too long. And so I just, I thought that was like, it was meant to be like this, it felt like it was meant to be this gotcha moment. And I was just like, uh, okay, sirs. Um, then there was also this weird part where this witness tries to make it seem like he packed Kelsey's bag and he knows there wasn't a gun in her bag, but he can't say the same for Megan because he didn't pack her bag. And it's kind of like leaving the jury to infer that Megan could have had a gun in her bag. That's how I took it. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah. what am I? Also, Kelsey is a tag along best friend. Why is the stylist packing her <laughs> bag for a pool party and not the actual <laughs> celebrity talent that employs him? Yeah, like, that's okay. weird. Right, like, it seems weirdly sus and convenient, sir. Yeah. Like, okay. 
And also, um, EJ presents in a very non-gender conformist way. I've never seen him refer to himself as a her. I don't believe he's trans at all. I believe he's just a gay dude. Um, he likes to, you know, dress in wigs and stuff like that. So I, I, I'm calling it him and he. But if that's not his pronouns, my bad. To my understanding, they are. But just in case, I'm not trying to... I don't like this person particularly, <laughs> But I'm not trying to misgender them intentionally that those are the pronouns I believe that they use. But if not, my bad. Forgive me. It wasn't intentional. Um, but yes, yeah, so I'm just like, okay. Oh, all right. All right. For sure. So then there was later testimony from like some gun science forensic person. And they were just there to rebut the defense's claim um, because the defense was like, okay, Tori's DNA wasn't on the gun, right? Um, and so this person was used by the prosecution to be like the mm -hmm. DNA being inconclusive, just how we had said before, the DNA being inconclusive does not mean that Tori can be ruled out from having had his DNA or that Tori's DNA can be ruled out from being on the gun. They can't say Tori's DNA was on the gun, but they also mm -hmm. can't say it wasn't on the gun. And the prosecution never said that his DNA was on the gun, just that he couldn't be excluded from it. The defense right. tried to, um, you know, frame it more as his DNA is not on the gun. And mm -hmm. so this witness was just kind of there to give the science behind that and better articulate what inconclusive DNA on a firearm meant. They also were there because, and I believe before I mentioned that one of the profiles of the DNA on the, one of the DNA profiles on the gun could have been female. Uh -huh. um, and this person was saying, and that's what, of course, what the defense was pushing, right? Because they want to say Kelsey shot it, but okay. it was Tori's gun. I feel like that's not in question that it was Tori's gun. Um, so they're just trying to prove that, you know, there's another, there's a woman's DNA on it. Who else could it have been? But this expert witness was like, no, like, that's not what, that's not what that means at all. It doesn't mean that one of the profiles had to belong to a woman. To be fair, when it comes to trial, it's always the battle of the experts, right? Like everybody, yeah. they getting paid to be there and best believe ain't nobody paying a witness to come through and testify to say something against their client or against the narrative they're pushing, right? Mm -hmm. So the DA is not going to bring in an expert witness to be like, yeah, no, that clearly means Tori's DNA was not on the gun at all. They're never going to bring that person in. And the defense isn't going to bring in a person who says, you know, opposite of what's best for them either. Mm -hmm. So take it, take it how you want to take it. But from what I know about DNA science, which is very little based off criminal minds, <laughs> law and order and NCIS, that is correct when it comes to um, in, in, inconclusive DNA findings. <laughs> and so I thought that was a very brief synopsis, although y'all probably feel like I talked forever. <laughs> um, and again, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of hard. So if you read something and you feel like I, I told it differently again, just know that like, there's a whole bunch of people writing articles out there. I can only read so many and I don't have an actual court transcript to read and go through and have a better idea of, you know, because when questions are asked, when they're answered, right. Like that can set a whole different, you know, give a whole different context yeah. for a story. So I don't have that. I'm telling, I'm retelling it to um, the best of my ability based off what I read. So if you find something else, just know I wasn't intentionally trying to change the, the facts of the story. So um, also just 
being impartial, like I said, I do think Sean Kelly was a little bit unreliable. Um, he's at one point he said he never saw a gun. Then he said he saw Tori with the That's gun. What I was saying, I was like, I feel like you cannot see a gun from that distance, but okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I feel like he saw the flashes and he heard the noises, and so he's saying I saw the gun, but I feel like it would have been really hard to see a gun in the dark from that angle unless the, that neighborhood's really lit up. But I found that rich neighbors are at, at, like rich neighborhoods are actually not very lit up. They're very dark. They don't have mm. maybe I, I don't know. I've never been to this is what like L.A. somewhere in Southern mm. California. I've never been to a neighborhood there, so I don't know what it looks like. But maybe it is all lit up. But here in the Bay Area, in San Francisco, in the richer neighborhoods, I don't think they have street lights. But maybe I'm wrong. I feel like when yeah. I walk, I gotta wear a little light on my head if I go through those neighborhoods. <laughs> but it's not like if I was a bunch of stories up and looking down, I'm not sure. And like the color of a gun is not like white, so you can see it, right? Ooh, it would be a dark right. color. <laughs> right. I feel like he, yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. That's why I wasn't sure how the jury was going to take this testimony because. Sometimes he seems to slightly contradict himself. And I I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Because again, I'm not reading the transcript. And so how I'm reading things sometimes, it seems like he's contradicting himself. But I may have, you know, I'm a little dyslexic. Maybe what, what they said was in his previous statement, you know, he said this. But then when he testified, he said that. But I'll just leave it at dude's story seems a little bit, uh, what? But go check out, again, Long Crimes. Um, there, are, there are articles on it if you want to kind of get into the weeds. Um, also, I just want to give a shout out to all the short kings. You know, the short kings really got dragged during this trial just because Tori is a short pauper. Um, and so him being short was like, like when the guy referenced um, Tori, he was always like the short guy got out of the car. And even like when the his the defense attorney first asked the question, it was like, did you see the shorter guy with the gun? And at one point, oh, the defense weird. even like tried to play this up, right? Again, they're trying to make it seem like Megan is this big, huge, you know, monstrosity and Tori's this tiny little man, a delicate slip of a slip of a man. And they're like, oh, um, um, sorry. <laughs> they're like, the defense attorney is like, oh you know, I think in his closing, he's like, oh, look, look at my client. Like, look how tall he is. What is he about five, two? I don't even think he could reach the window if he was standing up in a car. Like, and I'm, I'm badly paraphrasing. Like, the dude said something to <laughs> yeah. that effect. Right. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, first of all, he's like, not five, two. If he yeah, was five, five two, seven is not that short. Like when I was reading all this stuff on the long crime um, Twitter, the tweets, I was like, is he real? I literally was picturing like a five foot, five foot two guy because of like how much they hammered at it. And I'm like, yeah. is he really out? And then you said five, seven. And I was like, what? Yeah, I think he's probably, I mean, and let's say it's because men lie. At, I think he's probably five, six, five, seven at most. I've seen him and Megan standing next to each other. I'm sure he's not shorter than five, six, but even if he was five feet, if you were standing in the passenger side of a car, I mean, for one, if you can stand in the passenger side of a car, you probably are fairly short. <laughs> you, like, you, yes, he could. He could stand in the fucking car and shoot out the goddamn window. Like, shut yeah. up. 
Yeah. But so then, like, you know, short people, like short guys were getting dragged. They were like, you know, let Megan the Stallion fucking um Tory Lanez and the baby be a lesson to ladies. Stop fucking these short dudes, right? Like, and so I just want to say hi to the short kings out there, okay? They don't deserve to be maligned no. because Tory is an asshole and happens to be short, okay? <laughs> but it was also funny because I've never heard Tory like. I mean, Tory Lanez wasn't a factor before this happened, really, let's be real. So I don't know much about the kid. But from what I've seen since it happened, I've never seen him make a joke about his height, really. A lot of men tend to be very sensitive about their height. So the fact that, like, his lawyer was, like, doing this and, like, in the reporting, they said that Tory, like, chuckled when he when he said this comment. I feel like they're just very much trying to play it up. Like, this little small man and this big black woman, like, yeah. I was just, whatever. Okay, I'm so sorry. I know this is taking so long. But just okay. real quick, let's get into a little bit of the tea. So, um, I know you like, that wasn't the tea. Like, no, that was just the facts <laughs> of the case. <laughs> Those were the facts of the cases. I understand them. But so, okay, Tori didn't take the stand in this trial. And uh, aside from the fact that he's a liar who didn't want to be cross-examined, allegedly, um, they say he didn't take the stand because of a few things he didn't want to have to explain or to come out on cross, right? Because as Mm -hmm. most listeners probably know, direct examination is when your attorney calls you for the most part right yeah and then you get to get cross-examined by the other side so of course your attorney is asking you all the soft questions or being nice to you you know letting you paint a certain kind of a certain narrative right and then the opposing counsel cross-examines you and like mm-hmm. they 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 want to do the exact opposite so yeah they bring they bring up the dirt and exactly. especially because they you know brought up Megan's character it seemed like then they the cross can do that to him um mm-hmm. yeah there's something like that in, in criminal, yeah criminal like, law. Uh-huh, like there's some character rules character is crazy like there's rules around when you can bring up somebody's character um but yeah so I think they may have triggered the door to they may have triggered it to open the door for the other side anyways <laughs> I feel like I'm going to edit this so much. <laughs> so there were some things he didn't want to come out. And one was that he had partook or partaken. <laughs> he had partook in some diversion program previously and was effectively still on probation at the time of this incident. This is important because at first, Meg said that Tori begged her not to tell the police on him because he was on probation. And everybody was like, oh, that's a lie because he's not on probation. And they use this as proof to be like, Megan's clearly a liar. If she's lying about that, then she could lie about anything. And she's probably also lying about him shooting her. I'm like, first off, I could see a dude telling you he was on probation and try to guilt trip you and then not calling the police on him. Even if he wasn't on probation, I could see them doing that. Um, Especially in a particular community that I'm very familiar with. I'm like, I could see, I like that like just like if anything it sounds more like she's telling the truth because that seemed like a lie a dude would tell a girl to not get her to call the police but whatever so you know that was the whole thing is again trying to frame Megan as a liar but it turns out that apparently he was on some diversion program that's when like you do a crime essentially but the court gives you another another 
offer or another avenue to remedy it that's not like the normal court system. So a lot of times you see of like drug court or um, homeless people sometimes where they commit certain low level crimes. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be like, you know, okay, instead of getting, you know, something against your record, if you do this diversion program, like if you check into a center, if you check into rehab for 30 days, if you do 20 hours of community service and get anger management counseling, stuff like that in DV cases, criminal cases, like drug, not criminal, but drug cases rather, you see mm-hmm. these diversion programs offered. So they were saying that as a result of whatever this program was, he effectively was on probation. And so that was one of the things that was going to come out um, if he took the stand. Also, that what one of the things that was going to come out was his assault and battery on August Alcina earlier last year, <laughs> earlier last, last year, year, not yeah, this year. Last year. August Alcina is an RB singer. Long story short, he was the guy the whole Jada and Will cheating thing happened with on the red table. Mm-hmm. But he's another, you know, like former, he's famous, but not that famous anymore. Um, but I, now I'm I, I did not get a chance to look this up, but I believe essentially Tori felt like August slighted him. Like he said what's up to August. He felt like August didn't properly recognize him, didn't give him a a, a high enough head nod, didn't dap him up correctly, something where he felt disrespected or slighted by August. And so he like catches August Alcina later on, I believe in the elevator. I don't know, but he catches him later on at this venue and like whoops his ass. And it seems like it may have been like him and his security team. I don't know. But then August Alcina like posts a picture of himself like beaten and bloodied um, Mm -hmm. talking about, you know, it was Tory Lanez who did it. Now, mind you, the rap community did not jump on August Alcina and call him a liar and a bitch and a da 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 when he said Tory Lanez attacked him. But Megan says Tory Lane shot her and all of a sudden the males in the rap community like lose their shit. But when another man says Tory beat his ass, nobody, nobody didn't believe him. Yeah. I digress. (laughs) And so again, they didn't, Tory and his, his, his attorney, they don't want that to come out. Right. Like where, you know, he's on trial for shooting somebody. And of course, whether he beat up August Alcina or not, it doesn't mean that he necessarily committed this crime against Megan, but it could go to illustrate certain aspects of his character, like being, you know, easily, easily angered, you know, hot tempered, resorting to extreme form of extreme forms of violence um, yeah. from, you know, insignificant. what other guy people would consider- he, like barely knows. Exactly, because like he didn't didn't recognize, you know, he didn't say hi long enough to you. And remember, Megan saying he shot her because she insulted him as a rapper. So that was one of the other things. Then there was a song that he made I didn't know about. It was a song pretty much dissing Megan, more so her boyfriend, Partisan Fontaine, who like he had been Mm -hmm. back and forth with on Twitter. And so Tori does this video and girl... He opens up the video with him chopping a horse's foot. Like he's like a butcher and there's like a horse leg in front of him and he's like chopping at the horse's foot. Now remember, Megan's stage name. Uh Uh-huh. Megan's stage name is Megan the Stallion. A stallion is a male horse, but in Black Southern vernacular, it's used to refer to tall, thick, well-built women. Megan tells a story about how she was a little girl and some dude called her a stallion when she was walking home. She goes home to tell her uncle to go beat him up. 
And then he's like, no, Megan, like, calm down. Like, that's a good thing. Like, it's a compliment. He wasn't, he wasn't calling you a horse as an insult. You know, it's one of them black southernisms that we just do. It don't make sense to some people, but that's why she calls herself Megan the Stallion. So mm -hmm. him chopping at a horse's feet randomly in this music video, mm -hmm. where he's also dissing her boyfriend and has like most of the uh, a significant part of the music video takes place in a courtroom. <laughs> where wow. he's like behind one of the tables right like he's a party in, into mm -hmm. this case it's like mm, uh-huh but you didn't shoot her but you yeah. chopping at horses feet in the video um <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so they were saying those are some of the main reasons he did not testify okay then before we get into ricky martin before i let you ask me any questions or talk about whatever you want to talk about with this as well there were the, the last bit of tea is that the jailhouse phone call recordings of Tori to Kelsey came out. Now, also apologies, because I believe I said in the previous episode, he made these calls or placed these calls to Megan. He placed this call to Kelsey. Now, there's just a few things I want to point out. So if I can splice it in here, I will. But again, I don't know what I'm doing with this podcast shit, y'all. So I probably can do that. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but now. Right. So, okay. First thing he calls Kelsey up, right. And she's like, hello, whatever. And he's asking her, he's like, Hey, how are y'all? How are y'all? What hospital are y'all at? And so now, this part, I can't hear my homeboy. Shout out to Tay Tay. My homeboy told me that she said she was outside of the hospital. Like, and then she wasn't in the room with Megan, but he keeps asking her, what hospital are you at? And you can tell to me as a woman who's dealt with like crazy fathers, crazy men, I can tell when like you caught off guard and in that moment you feel like you might need to lie about something because it might not be safe, but mm -hmm. you also don't want to make it clear. It's just like, it's, it's, it's hard to explain, but it just felt like Kelsey did not. In that moment, she realized she wasn't sure if she should tell him the hospital Megan was at and that she was at. So he's like, he asked multiple times because for one, you would think, okay, maybe you would have caught the, the the gist the first time. She ain't trying to tell you, but it's like it's hard to explain. You guys got to hear it. But she's like, um, it's we at some hospital. Um, it's Cedar something. Uh, I don't know. And then he's like, oh, word, how y'all feeling? What hospital you at? What 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 hospitals may get again? Um, I told you it's Cedar something. I don't. I'm not there right now. I don't know. Okay, yo, I am so sorry. What hospital is Megan at again? Like <laughs> then eventually she's like Cedar Mountain Manufacturing. Like, but it was just you could tell she was like not sure if she should answer that question another testament to the fact that kelsey loki ain't shit because she shouldn't she shouldn't have told him why are you telling the dude who just shot your partner the hospital room the hospital she's at yeah. also now listen to me if kelsey shot megan to me now this isn't like you know scientific fact but if i was a part of an altercation the pre the prior night and i know that this girl kelsey just shot her best friend megan i'm not about to call kelsey from jail to ask about megan how's yeah. megan doing is she okay what's going for one i would assume this bitch don't know because megan like megan's not telling her like she just mm -hmm. shot megan why would yeah. megan be like let me give you an update on how i am like i wouldn't yeah. expect for the shooter to give me a wellness update on their victim <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So again, because right, he's saying Kelsey shot her. Yep. So okay. Um, so there was that. Then he kept saying he was sorry. He said, you know, I, again, I'm paraphrasing, and it's just like, you know, I'm so sorry. I was just so drunk that night. He says at one point, like, when I came through the door, Shorty gave me five shots off the rip. Um, talking about when he when he walked into the party, he was given five shots automatically the moment he walked in he just throws back five shots and how what happened would not have happened because he never mentions the shooting but what happened wouldn't have happened if I wasn't drunk if I wasn't so drunk this would have never happened but he says this phone call was apologizing for cheating now nobody said anybody got fucked that night right nobody engaged in sexual intercourse that night so no type of cheating act occurred Nobody is saying it occurred. So why would you call Kelsey saying, I'm so sorry about last night. It wouldn't have happened if I wasn't drunk. Not I'm so sorry about what happened, you know, some months ago when I fucked your partner. It's just (laughs) because I was drunk. It wouldn't have happened. Like, no, he's apologizing for getting drunk that night and doing something that night. To me, that's very clear from that audio call. And then I thought it was just funny because he do all this and he, he oh my goodness, like y'all, Kareem, cover your ears, okay? Just for me, <laughs> y'all. I'm, I'm black. And I just got, y'all, I was just like, this nigga, like if this was not the most nigga shit I'd have heard in a minute because he do, he called his girl up and he just like, oh, like you could just hear him in his voice, y'all. It's like the, the jailhouse phone call of the dude who fucked up. And he just like, hey, how you doing? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Hey, so yeah, let me know. Make sure I want to make sure Megan okay. Make sure you let me know. Hey, before the day out, uh, could you see about coming and bailing me out? <laughs> <laughs> you did not just ask this girl to bail you out. First off, aren't you a multi-million dollar rich rapper who was more famous than Megan the Stallion? Why are you calling the person who shot her to come bail you out? Secondly, as a part of this, this, this part of the conversation, right? He says, hey, do you got Quan number? My security, you got, you, you don't got Quan number, huh? Kelsey says, no, I got Quan number. Now, pause. The driver slash security guard for Tori that night was a dude named Jaquan. So now Tori's talking to Kelsey on this jailhouse call. Do you have my security, my security's number, Quan? Mm-hmm. Do you have Quan's number? And Kelsey's like, yeah, I got it. Tori says, can you call and let him know what's up? Can you call him and know what happened? So now I'm even more confused. Remember that Jaquan didn't testify. He was another yeah. witness there, but Jaquan didn't testify. We ain't heard nothing about Jaquan. But hmm. presumably if Jaquan was there, Kelsey, Tori got arrested. I would assume Jaquan got arrested too, or maybe they let him go. Whatever, yeah. he just had his boss get arrested. And I'm, I'm, I'm assuming this the next day. This is your security guard slash driver. He know he didn't take you home, right? So it's just something to me is weird that Kelsey needs to call Jaquan or Quan mm-hmm. and let Quan know what happened. Now, Quan is a common nickname, a, a common way to shorten names for a lot of names in the Black community. So it could mm-hmm. very well be two Quans. But the fact that the driver that night's name was Jaquan and he's telling Kelsey, call my security guard. Quan and let him uh-huh. know what went down something about I just like there's more of a story there like who yeah. I, I, I just got questions then I also just found it funny because again men not call Quan and ask Quan to have my people come down here and bail me out 
call Quan. Tell Quan what happened, and then make sure you come and bail me out. He was like, "But you yeah. know, if you can't bail me out tonight. It's cool. Don't worry about it. But if you could look into that, like what?" <laughs> and then just one, one more piece. Oh my god, it literally just slipped my mind. Um. Oh, because then he's saying, you know, something about oh about the bail, and Kelsey's pretty much kind of saying like. Yeah, you know, essentially, this is how I took it. Yeah, I think Megan, because Kelsey ain't got no money like that. I think mm-hmm. Megan is going to, you know, will front you the bail money because this story is already starting to, you know, make the cycles, you know, make the make the, the mm-hmm. news spins. And, you know, it's already starting to get out and we don't want it to get out. And Tori's like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean it's out? Like, what's being said? Um, mm-hmm. And so something is said about you know, I forget, I'm sorry, but I'm assuming something had to be said about, you know, not wanting this to come back on Megan. And so, you know, she'll probably bail you out to just get it off the press early on. Something's being said to that effect because Tori then says, well, well, what do you mean come back on Megan? This isn't going to come back on Megan. If anything, it's going to come back on me. Like Mm -hmm. Megan, she's like, she'll be fine. Like, you know, as if like right now he's acting like he's still her friend. He still cares. Like, no, no, no. Like nothing's going to happen to Megan. She'll be okay. You know, tell her not to worry. If anything, it's going to, it's going to come back on me. Not Kelsey is going to come back on you because you shot the bitch. Not anything about that. It's going to come back on me. Come back for what? One, you cheating is going to come back on like black men, not even black men. No man really gets in trouble in in, in the media for cheating. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. like that's not no man is is afraid of the media finding out he's a cheater. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not it. What are you talking about, Tori? What would come back on (laughs) you negatively? (laughs) And so that is where I will end this update actually i lied um the conclusion of this case is that tory lanes was found guilty on all three counts i believe he faces up to about 22 years um the sentencing hasn't been done but he was taken into custody that day mm-hmm. um and so i believe he's in jail i don't think bond was able to be posted but so i assume he's in jail he was in jail through the holidays and he'll be sentenced sometime soon hopefully there's also a whole nother tea about his daddy, but we're going to stop there for the day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're yeah, going to go. Maybe we'll do a sentencing update depending how it goes. If it's, I don't foresee, we'll see what happens. Um, we don't foresee him giving, getting the max years unless like the jury is truly, you know, racist, which is possible. But I feel like, the sentencing won't be won't be too much. I feel like it might just be a, a couple of years. I don't know if they have anything like on record um, because he wasn't cross-examined or like what they can bring up, but that'll be interesting. But I think he will have to, he'll be sentenced to some years. Maybe he'll have like good years and just be on probation a certain amount of time. If he gets the max amount of time, I will be, I will be shocked and definitely believe it has to do with his with his race because I feel like if a if this were Johnny Depp shooting Amber Heard, I don't think Johnny Depp would get 20 years. Yeah, I mean that's a, that's an interesting piece that came up on Twitter. I was talking with somebody. I was like, I think Tory Lanez did it and he should go to prison. But I will say I don't know if given the charges as they're listed, I would have charged dude for attempted murder. Me. 
But given the charges as they're listed, I mm-hmm. feel like 22 years, that's almost like, you know, life is considered 25 to life, right? Like yeah. 22 years for, I forget his counts off the top of my head, but you know, having to do something about handling a firearm in a way that was being used to knowingly hurt another person, right? Like that's that's heavy. And I, I'm okay with, you know, 10, 15 years. If you can be this rich and this reckless with somebody else's mm-hmm. life, then I, I, mean, I don't, I don't want to talk too much about this. We've already, I've given it so much time already, but just, you know, in again, not in his defense, but in, you know, trying to be impartial, I too did feel like 22 years was a bit heavy given the charges and the fact that grown men rape prepubescent girls and get left like seven years 10 years, they'd be out on good behavior in three, you know? Yeah. And so it's like 22 years for this, but you know, you could rape somebody at gunpoint and like still get out before, before your, your penis stopped working. <laughs> I, yeah, I did think it was a bit heavy. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we'll see what happens with that, but yeah. Thank you for covering the updates and everything in this case so far today. My pleasure. I mean, I'm literally like reading this, texting you all times a night. Like, did you see this? Did you do that? (laughs) My pleasure. (laughs) But now I will hand it over to Miss Kareen and we can talk about living La Vida Loca. Yes. And she bangs. I love that song. (laughs) From Ricky Martin, he has some great songs. Um, And so this case is kind of short because it's in the process of like, you know, being heard. Um, But I want to give some background just because it was actually really shocking when I first saw in the news, the allegations that um, in July, someone had filed a protective order against Ricky Martin. The name wasn't first released, I believe, because that the, their name was obscured in in like the the light that like, oh, they need to be protected. Um, but it was revealed later that it was Ricky Martin's 21 year old nephew who accused Ricky Martin of a relationship and that um, they had a, a sexual relationship together and that a- after their relationship ended, Ricky Martin was loitering around the nephew's house on three separate occasions. So um, in that July case, the judge had allowed the restraining order um, under Puerto Rico's Domestic Abuse Prevention Act. Um and but later dismissed it after the nephew um, Sanchez admitted under oath that Ricky Martin never sexually abused him. So I just want to like cover briefly like how these protective orders work. And I specifically decided to cover California and not Puerto Rico because that is currently where we're living. And so um, us, the podcast um speakers um so the california's domestic violence prevention act defines domestic violence as threatened or actual abuse from someone you've had a close relationship with that could be physical harassing stalking sexual assault um harassing or threatening phone calls uh destroying personal property disturbing your peace and or threatening to do any of the above um 
And the abuse can be like, um, I already mentioned physical and sexual, but it can also be verbal and it can be spoken or written. So that could be like, you know, text messages, for example. And so, um, so there are a few different types of orders. And so when the Ricky Martin case first came out, I think people were not aware that of these different types of orders. And so people assumed that because the judge granted it, there was evidence and that he was that that what the nephew was alleging was true. <clears throat> so first, there's a emergency protective order, and that's when a police officer responds to a domestic violence call. And then the police officer can call a judge at any time and ask for an emergency protective order which goes into effect immediately. It only lasts five business days or seven calendar days because it gives you time to go to court um, to ask for a restraining order, which lasts longer. The temporary ex parte restraining order, this is um, what the nephew did, is um, going to court to apply for a restraining order and then um, the clerk will give you a date and you have to come back to court for a full hearing. And what you can do is ask for an ex parte hearing, which means that um, you can get the restraining order without your abuser being there. And I don't even think you need to give notice because like the purpose is to be able to provide the person with protection without giving the person notice that this thing is going to happen. Cause the idea is that like, you know, unfortunately what happens is when people get noticed that something's going to happen, sometimes the abuser takes action and they can either kill the person or um, control them in a way so that they can't leave and they're unable to get this order. So that's what the ex parte restraining order um, gets you to do. And so this is what the nephew um, had done. <clears throat> um, and it lasts like a short amount of time, 15 days until you actually have that full court hearing. Um, and that is where you know at the full court hearing the the um the judge actually um removed the restraining order so according to the la times on um just right those 15 days after um the nephew withdrew the claims um and however he had i think he had to have refiled because i read on the LA Times article that there was a hearing for another restraining order in October and the mm -hmm. judge denied the nephew's request again and after Martin's I mean after Ricky Martin's nephew made these allegations the July allegations and then withdrew them Ricky Martin sued him for defamation like 20 million dollars in damages um, for extortion malicious prosecutions and abusive <laughs> rights and then right after that def defamation lawsuit sanchez sued him a second time on new sexual assault allegations however mm -hmm. the judge denied his request for the restraining order in that second case um so yeah so the nephew and ricky martin testified in court before judge Maranieli Colon Requeh, if, that, if that's how you say her 
their last name um, for that hearing. And according to Telemundo, lawyers for Ricky Martin offered evidence to the judge that the nephew had erratic behavior and he told lots of lies that um, started well before the seven months. Um, and um, he also did something like, apparently like, um, so he had asked Ricky Martin if he could like take his kids to a movie or something. And he was like, no, because he's like, you like, we're not, we're not, we're not like that as family members. And then the nephew made like social media accounts for the children pretending to be the children. So that was some of the evidence that they offered to the judge. So wait, like, was this was this asked before the allegations were made? Yeah, this was before the allegations were made. Okay, and so he asked his uncle to take his cousins, like to take his nieces and nephews out, and Ricky Martin was like, "Nah, we not that cool, bro." Yeah. Yeah, and then so after that, the the nephew made these, like, social media accounts for the children. Oh, and he also, like, kind of doxed Ricky Martin. He, like, released his cell phone everywhere, and I don't know if something else, too. Um, so, yeah, so it's, like, super bizarre that, you know, like, I don't know if the nephew, like, wants money from him or, like, what, but he has this, like, apparently there's, like, all these messages that, you know, the nephew would send to him and like it's kind of like I mean I don't really have this kind of person but if you ever have somebody that just sends you like I mean I feel like I've been the person in this situation where I send a message and the only way that a person ever responds is with like a thumbs up or something like just barely <laughs> acknowledges your existence yeah I'm, I'm definitely the person that gets done to like by my friends on a regular basis <laughs> Yeah, so that's what was happening to the nephew, and it seems like, um, like you know, you can, uh, you can't like make up text history, right? I think you can, you can get it straight from like the cell phone company, um, you know what the history is. You can't like hide things, so mm-hmm. I think, I think it seems like it seems like Ricky Martin has this. Um, text history with the nephew that shows this really kind of like erratic behavior and almost like retaliatory behavior because the uncle doesn't really want to have a relationship with his nephew which you know I'm sure that like hurts and sucks especially if your uncle's like rich and famous um but um yeah so that's that's kind of bizarre so um so yeah so Ricky Martin filed this lawsuit and I think, you know, he's doing this because I'm when the news came out, everybody was like shocked. And Ricky Martin claims that he lost like he lost like shows and he lost like the opportunity to do things, apparently canceled contracts mm-hmm. and future artistic projects because of these sexual allegations, even though the nephew himself had retracted them soon after. Um, and then I don't know how, so that's $10 million. And then I don't know how he came up with like the figure of like 20 million in damages to a superstar reputation. Now I'm sure that the nephew does not have this money, right? Ricky Martin (laughs) is like the rich one. 
It's not right. like this is Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. And again, Johnny Depp is the one who had all the money. Amber Heard didn't. Like, she had some, but she was not loaded like Johnny Depp was. Mm-hmm. And and so I feel like he's just doing this to make a point to, like, try to prove to the world that the accusations were um, false. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, like, people... Um, you know, might totally believe it and and don't believe Ricky Martin at all. And so Ricky Martin also wants a nephew banned from ever communicating with him or his family, either by telephone or social media. Now, I don't know of any law that like lets you do that. Like even a restraint, like a restraining order, it's like temporary. Like it only lasts like some months or like a couple weeks and then I the one that I the California one that I was just talking about it was saying you can have it for up to five years hold on let me um yeah because I was like the re- the the permit like the yeah. regular ones should be at least for some years yeah so it says a judge after you have a court hearing a judge can grant you a restraining order after hearing that can last up to five years um and then uh, after isn't the five this, years, you would have to have being, the court. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Just isn't this being filed in Puerto Rico? It is, yeah. So maybe out there you can? Yeah, maybe, yes, yeah. Um, but he could just so, be being extra. <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah, I'm like, that's, I was like, that's pretty wild. I mean, it, it makes sense you wouldn't with him but he also wants to extend it to any of his family members and when i was reading the the la times article they were reporting it to be like it's the you know the whole family extended family as well um so i'm sure he's not gonna get all that but it's also like isn't he part of your extended family so like yeah he is yeah (laughs) like you have to be a little bit more precise here buddy um, yeah, so wait. I think he's just really angry about yeah. everything that's happened. I also wonder, you know how like color people do sometimes? It's like, oh, uncle, but really it's your third cousin twice removed. So I wonder, is it like his sibling's child or is it really like, a you know, somebody who's a little bit more removed in the family tree technically, you know? Yeah, well, so he does technically have, they call him in the articles and things like that, his last name is Sanchez, but when I looked it up, his full name is, um, does have Martin in it, I'm just trying to remember his full name, it's just so long, so I didn't include it in the article, it's literally like, hold on, it, uh, you're gonna have to like, cut out my hold on here, <laughs> okay, so the cousin's or, I mean, the nephew's name is Danielle Yadiel Sanchez Martin. So mm-hmm. his his last name is Martin. They just for whatever reason they refer to him as Sanchez, but his last name is also Martin. So he. But is, he could you know, still he could still be like I have th- like third and fourth cousins. Their last name is. Well, I'm not going to say my last name, but their last name is the same as mine, right? Because it's just how, because if it's his last name and like in Puerto Rico, it's likely his father's name, right? Well, I don't, so I do think he is the son of Ricky Martin's sister, Vanessa, but I don't know how close they are. Um, And, and that was the only thing I found online is that he is, he is the actual 
nephew, but I don't really know like um, any information about his personal life besides mm. that he is um, the son of Ricky Martin's sister Vanessa. But it kind of reminds me of like Meghan Markle has a niece and Meghan Markle's niece comes from her half-sister, her half-sister whom she never met and never had a relationship with. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? So it could it could mm-hmm. be something similar. I don't know Ricky Martin's family history to really know, like, who his sister is and if it's his full sister or his half-sister, if he's ever had a relationship with his sister. I don't know any of that. I didn't look that up. Truly, mm-hmm. now that, like, you bring it up, I'm like, oh, I'm curious. Because, you know, in the Meghan Markle documentary, they bring up how Meghan Markle had this relationship with her niece, but, like, the niece is, like, so far removed from the half-sister, too. Like, Meghan Markle never knew her half-sister, did not have a relationship with her, ended up having a relationship with the niece, and the niece was not even raised by her own mom, the half-sister. She was raised by somebody else. (laughs) So there could be a whole thing behind this that we don't even know. But I could not find... At the same time, I'm an only child, but, like, if my cousins who, like, I grew up with, like, my first cousins called me and was, like, want to take out, want to take out, like, my son, I'd be like, bitch, no. (laughs) (laughs) I I can see, even if being a close family member and being like, what? Do I want to take who to the movies? Hell no. (laughs) But, so, yeah, I can see it being a close family. You still being like, bro, we're really not that cool. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, so, so was this, was he saying that they had a sexual relationship and Ricky Martin, like, raped him or started stalking him? Or is he saying that Ricky Martin was molesting him as a child and, like, yeah, the relationship was, continued? Yeah, so he accused Ricky Martin of, you know, them having a sexual relationship and that he had exercised physical and psychological attacks on their relationship and that um, Sanchez, you know, the nephew broke up with him and that Ricky Martin did not take the breakup well and that he loitered around his house like three times. I have so, I mean, okay, because I, <laughs> although, I mean, because child abuse and sexual abuse is like not funny. But this person isn't alleging that. Although I do think when like ancestral, you know, there are some like ancestral or like stepfathers with their stepkid situation that happened. And it's like the kid is an adult, but they're still so young that I'm fairly positive. You didn't just start engaging with them in this way when they became legal. Like there was probably a lot of grooming at, you know, at at least right going on. Um, so I don't know, but this guy doesn't seem to be alleging any of that. So I'm going to say, I'm, I'm not going to put that on him and say there was some kind of childhood abuse. So now I just got quite like, okay, so you was fucking your uncle. Like, like not enough is being said to address this. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't even care about the stalking and loitering. You was fucking your uncle. Like, that's what you like. Yeah. Uh, he, he, so he's, he's, I think he's 21 when he makes the allegations and he was 21 when he said he was in the relationship with Ricky Martin and accused Ricky Martin of domestic abuse in this, you know, incestuous relationship. And he <laughs> alleged that they were in a seven month long relationship when he was 21 years old. Yo, I, 
want this to go to trial. I just want to speak like, wait, I have I have so many other questions that are like not, <laughs> not important. Wait, is is incest a, a crime? Is it a crime? I or believe no? it is in some states, but I don't think it's ever prosecuted. <laughs> I can Google it. I'm like, because I guess, like, technically, that's what he's alleged. I guess the relationship he's alleged. But, like, wouldn't you both be on trial? Because he was 21, so he's of age, right? So it's not like he's saying he was raped. He's saying Uh he engaged. He's he's alleging Ricky Martin of the crime of incest. However, he was of age and also partook in the same crime. I don't it's know. It's it's it's, it's 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 what it's. This is a this is why I wanted to talk about it because it's it's really odd. Okay, well, it says Penal Code two eighty five is the statute that makes Cal- that makes incest a criminal offense in California. Under this section, marriage or sexual relations between close relatives is a felony punishable by up to three years in jail. The language reads. Persons being within the degrees of consanguinity within which marriages are declared by law to be incestuous and void, who intermarry with each other or who being 14 years of age or older commit fornication or adultery with each other are punishable by imprisonment by the state. Type of relatives who may not legally marry or have sex with each other, parents and children, grandparents and grandchildren, or anyone else with an ancestor-descendant relationship, like great-grandparents and their great-grandchildren, siblings, half-siblings, and uncles, and aunts, and nieces, and nephews. Mm. Unlike many other California sex crimes, lack of consent is not an element of the crime. In other words, you can be guilty of this offense, even if both parties to the sexual relationship consented. In this way, incest resembles sex crimes under Penal Code 261.5, such as statutory rape or oral copulation with a minor. So it looked, I mean, in California, he ain't in California, right? He in Puerto Rico. But yeah. it looks like that's illegal, but that does raise the, the state would just have to be prosecuted. Like there couldn't like, you couldn't be a complaining witness without also implicating yourself in the crime. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'm... Like, I- <laughs> I'm definitely biased, you know, I'm here to give my opinion that I, I believe Ricky Martin. Um, I feel like, um, you know, there's no alleging that any type of bribe happened, you know, the, the nephew like took it back and he filed another case as soon as he got sued for defamation. So I want to see this go to trial. I want to, it's, it's going to go to trial because it's not, I, I, but, I do not think Ricky Martin's going to accept the settlement. He's going to make this go to trial. He's not going to settle with his nephew because it's not about the money. It's about clearing his name. So I think it's going to go to trial. I think we're going to see it. I wonder if it'll be televised or not, like how the Amber Heard Johnny Depp one was. Oh, did they do that in Puerto Rico? I don't know, but it will be. I will see. Um, Um. There was supposed to be a hearing November 10th, 2022, where a judge would have decided if Ricky Martin's current protection order against his nephew and his lawsuit for extortion and defamation is viable. I could not get the court docket for this. I went straight to the Puerto Rico's page. I put the name of the case 
into the docket and I could not find it. Um, and there is a copy of like the lawsuit online that you can find. We can post a link if you're interested. The, it looks like they, the people who got that record, they um, like whited out the number of the claim because I could have used the claim to look it up, but I checked and there's no claim number on there. It's, it's just, it's like empty. So I could not find it on Puerto Rico's state, uh, well, not a state, but I could not find it <laughs> on their, their court system, in their court system. So if anybody has, uh, you know, um, uh, fancy Westlaw, big law money, and y'all want to pu pull up the court docket test and send it to our email, please do so. I would love to <laughs> see um, how this goes, but for now we're going to have to rely on reporting because I could not get a copy off of the Puerto Rico's um, website, or if you have a tip on how to get it off Puerto Rico's website, please let us know too. Is Ricky Martin like famous, like uh, like big famous in like Latin media? Yes. Okay. Yes. yes okay. Because yeah, I mean, all I know is living. Even I forgot about she bangs. It just came to my head after because I was like, "What is she talking about?" And then it came to my head. But I just know living La Vida Loco, and I was like in fucking eighth grade or something <laughs> in the two thousands. No, people still people still go to his concerts. Like he's done. Um, like songs with Jennifer Lopez too recently. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know who else he's like, he's, he's definitely, it's kind of, it reminds me of like the Backstreet Boys are in sync where, you know, they're still doing stuff. They have concerts, you know, they do Christmas specials or whatever on TV. Like they get paid to like do these like random things. And so he's still relevant. People like him. Oh, I actually paid for his, his concert that I ended <laughs> up um, getting my tickets back for um, the, person that you know I used to work with that you replaced her spot um she and I were gonna go to a Enrique Iglesias and Ricky Martin concert here in San Jose um except COVID happened and then I asked for my money back I didn't want to go to the concert they rescheduled mm. it but I chose to get my money back because um you know it was still yeah when the Delta and Omicron were out and about and I didn't want to go, but yes, no, like I literally bought tickets for Enrique Iglesias and Ricky Martin. They were going together touring. Oh, wow. So okay. yes, he's definitely, he's definitely still very relevant. Cause I was telling one of my homeboys, I was like, Oh yeah, we're going to do Ricky Martin next. Sorry. Cause I told him we were doing YSL next. Um, and so he was like, who the hell is Ricky Martin? I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, I know the name but also i mean i was gonna say maybe just because i'm old but you and him you're younger than him so i yep. guess he just maybe it's because i was raised in california but he in texas so he should have heard a little bit of ricky martin too <laughs> but okay i mean yeah, I mean, I try to, you know, give victims the benefit of the doubt. But for one, he's not a legend of sex crime, per se. Although he could still be a victim. It just, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It, I, don't, I don't know what's going on here. It ain't, it ain't. It only like a clear cut case to me off what I'm hearing, off who I should be siding with. Um, but this... Yeah, this is, this is definitely one we'll have to give updates on if it goes to trial. Because 
You know, I feel like if Ricky Martin's innocent, he's not going to settle. He's going to want to clear his name. So he's going to make it go to trial. So I'll be right. interested to see what happens. Yeah, I'm just, I mean, I haven't, I've never like even heard of like an incest case. Like, unfortunately, as awful as it sounds, like this is like a very sensational, <laughs> salacious. I'm like, well, I want to know, how did you start fucking your uncle if it wasn't child abuse? <laughs> If you yeah. made a conscious effort to start fucking your uncle, sir, I I have some questions for you. Well, but, I guess I guess what one uh, say because you know Ricky Martin has money and power that you know even if even if the nephew was of age, like he didn't truly have a choice. Potentially, could be like the argument is that is what I see. Yeah, but don't even seem like he's going that route and talking about any type of. He just seems like he's talking about like a boyfriend who like harassed you afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but so I, like you said, I guess we will see. Yes. You know, the that, that was it for today. It was a really short update. I just wanted to cover it because when I came out, I was like, wow, this is actually like really uh like you said, salacious news. And I was hoping to see an update from a hearing, but I couldn't find anything. Um, so, well, it, as it updates, we will let you know. Okay. I Are definitely you about think the to... Latin media will be covering this. Uh, um, yeah, well, you're saying he's still a big deal. So I'm like, yeah, they definitely will. I'm going to have to practice my Spanish and turn on Telemundo, see what's <laughs> popping. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for coming back and listening. As we said, we'll let you know how this case progresses. Maybe we'll have a Megan or Ricky Martin update soon. And then we'll be covering some fun cases that you all suggested really soon. Yes. Thank you all, y'all. Hope you had a good holiday, good New Year's. If you celebrate any of that, otherwise, hope you just had a good December. (laughs) And with that, we will let you all go. Again, thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.